Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Y show. I am Josh Y and I'm joined as always by my best buddy, Josh Woot. How are we going? Uh, it's terrific for a person whose team's just been eliminated mathematically. Uh, are you talking about your fantasy uh, playoff team that I just destroyed you in our reality sports online, or are you talking uh, actually the Mate, Philadelphia every, Eagles? Every every aspect of football just took it a massive dump on my face <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, I had a losing record in this reality sports online league, but I had the best team. I just was unlucky in results. I think. Uh, so. Oh, give me a break. Mate, break. mate, I am surging. I'm in two fantasy leagues, and I'm in two fantasy grand finals next week. Uh, I, will, I do want to give a shout-out to our friend Brad in our main league. He went from uh, the dress to the championship uh, game. He came last, last season, had to wear the dress at the draft, and now he's in the uh, fantasy final to uh, to play against myself. I think it's my third final in four years, Wood, if that's correct. Don't choke, mate. Oh, yeah. Don't choke. I uh, I don't want to... I wonder if Brad might be my New York Giants. Uh, you know, my... Uh, my uh, kryptonite. He absolutely destroyed me both times we played this year. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh... uh, it is amazing that he went from you know not the breakout rookie season last year, just slumped, came dead last, got the dress like you said. Yep. And then usually they have the sophomore slump, but mate, it's just, it's done nothing. things. He's done things around a different way. He's just building. Uh, he did well. Yeah, he went with a risky lineup. He, you know, he went with the Demarco Murray approach and things like that, and it's paid off. Yeah, and he uh, actually beat David, who was probably the favourite to win the entire thing. And uh, he's a former champion, and uh, he probably doesn't like us saying this, but I think he's he he puts the hard yards in at researchers that he's a pretty good fantasy player. Uh, he had a loaded team, but uh, some injuries last week. Melvin Gordon and then obviously AJ Green uh, played heavily into Brad's favour. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, similar, similar to Forte, Melvin Gordon, and Gronkowski helping you out. In the yeah, bloody... in the reality sports. Don't give me this. My team was uh, solid all year, and then yeah. just, you know, like I said, just dumped all over. So, uh, <laughs> so people that listen to our Moneyball podcast and things like that, I'm actually facing our uh, friend Mitch Doyle, who's in the states at the moment, uh, with his with his eyes and hands firmly on the ground there to uh, as a competitive advantage, uh, obviously. Uh, I'm taking Obviously. him on in the in the grand final, so uh, we'll wait and see. Speaking of people in America, I you mentioned you texted me earlier about our friend Robin. Uh, he's over there at the moment, um, but just every like four hours, this is a picture of a food. I want to know, like, how much weight is appropriate to gain while you're on holidays? <laughs> You'd usually say like ten kilos for the amount of time he's going, but at his rate, it'll be ten stone, <laughs> and he'll be. Like, the amount of deep-fried food. Like, just, like, lobster and just ridiculous stuff. Like, just, yeah. he's I'm... eating family-sized portions. I used to work at KFC, and a guy would come in and order a family feast every Tuesday afternoon, and I'd sit there and just watch him eat the whole thing. Uh, maybe that was Robin <laughs> in, in the future. <laughs> future Robin. Uh... But, uh, no, like, I think it might maybe, like, 10% of your body weight. I think it has to be relative, because... You can't just do a flat 10 kilo, but yeah, 10 stone. I want to know how he's affording all that. The budget, like, he's eating lobster, like, every third day. That's expensive. <laughs> well, he just did um, quit a credit card company. He probably, probably did the dodgy there and then siphoned. Uh, siphoned uh, Citibank uh, did uh, eliminate all FPOS machines, so maybe that's, uh, maybe that's why. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, let's, um, let's get into some NFL news. All right, let's talk about some AFC South action. And we've got the Jaguars firing coach Gus Bradley. Doug Marone was named the interim head coach for week 16 and 17. And uh, we'll wait and see how that pans out in the next two weeks. But Bradley simply just failed to coach Jacksonville out of the AFC basement. 
uh, through four years on the job, managing a 14 and 48 record. His .226 winning percentage is the worst in modern NFL history. We talked last week that Bill Belichick would have to go and 0 and 16 for 41 straight seasons to match uh, match that record. So that's uh, that's pretty bad. It's the it's the uh, worst modern NFL, the worst winning percentage in modern NFL history among coaches with at least 50 games of experience. So, look, the Jaguars roster has been labelled as young and promising for, for, for years, but he's never coached it to their full ability. Maybe, I know Gus Bradley's probably not the best head coach, but maybe a lot of it is on the players as well. Oh, tons of it. Tons of it's on the players. There's just there's so much potential there, and there's just, you know, they constantly fall flat. And, I mean, a lot of it is on Bortles' shoulders. Especially, especially this season. Like, their defence is playing playing quite well, and they... Yeah, but it's like it always seems to be the other way. So, like, the defense would let him down last year, but Bortles looked good, and he looked like he could be the one to, you know, it's kind of Stafford-esque. There was, you know, you were mm. just keep you in games, just have huge shootouts every week. Yep. But then this year, the defense has stepped up, and Bortles has regressed significantly, and it's just, I hate it. It's, I hate it. It's, it I hate is, it because it, Gus Bradley was a promising coach when he finally got the job because he was the original coach for the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and he look a team's going to get a hell of a defensive coordinator because he can coach. He he, he can coach a defense. We've seen it this year um, when he finally got some good players on the paddock, and they drafted good players, you know, on defense because of his you know his ability. They, they hit on some some good picks like like uh, late like uh, Yannick Nagogwe and things like that who have who have panned out well. Telvin Smith is another one, and and and, and people and people fail to um, like remember that they're you know their number one draft pick last season. Or wait, was it the season before? I'm no, not sure. No, but it was he, last season. Yeah, last season, you know, out. And then how hard it is to come like back in and just come mm. back to the, the level that you were playing at. It's just, yeah. it's very, very unfortunate for, you know, such a promising young player as yeah. well. It is also hard to shake the culture of the place when you've got the, the team that fired Gus Bradley, um, you know, labeling it as some sort of a Christmas gift because they are allowing him now week 16 and 17 off to spend time with his family. They, they try to make it out like they're doing the, the right thing on, on firing someone a, a week before Christmas, even though like financially he's going to be fine. Not talking about it, just the whole way that they framed that was just surprising. And then you also do it immediately after the game, so Bradley has to catch the plane back with the team. Why didn't you just wait a day? Do it this morning. I, it just baffles me. Yeah, it's terribly bizarre. Yeah. I just... You don't know how the, uh, the team handles this as well. Like You don't know whether yeah. or not they... How they view it, they might see it as disrespectful, and they don't want to play for the organization and things like that. Yeah. It's it's just negative. There's nothing positive that comes out of it whatsoever. Yeah, we'll get to my team in a minute, but I would I would love Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. I, I just I'm putting that out there. That would be that would be great. I think he's a, he's very well liked. Uh, a lot of people on uh, on Twitter and things like that have mentioned that he's well liked and well respected around the league. But uh, uh, Day, uh, David Coldwell, their uh, general manager, said today that whoever is the next coach. All of the Jaguars won't be tied at the hip to Blake Bortles. He said there won't be any mandates for anybody that comes in. I think there are no untouchables in this organization, including myself and any player, no matter how good they are, uh, whether they're a high draft pick or have a high priced contract. Contract. He did then sort of uh, double dip on that and said he still believes in Blake Bortles very much, but the head coach will not will have a lot of input on who will be the quarterback next season. So obviously that that's a good sign for all the coaches coming in because that could be a bit of a deterrent in 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 going there because if you have to stick with Blake Bortles, that could be something you don't want to do because you might just believe that he's done and, and he's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Bortles. I, it would, like... I don't know. How, what do you, how do you see his future? I, I just It's pretty shaky to me. I, I'm getting, like, Josh Freeman RG3 vibes from him. I just, I don't know. I don't know if he can just, I just don't know if he can get back to what he was. It just, the regression's just craziness. It's just fall, fallen straight off a cliff. And there was, it, all the talk of him coming out was that he had the tools and, and all of that and that he could develop. And to develop so far backwards at such a crucial part of his career, I don't know if he can climb back. Like, you know, if you're rock climbing and you fall 40 stories and you hit your head, how are you going to continue climbing up the mountain? I don't, I don't know. That's a bad analogy, but I just don't know how he can get back to <laughs> to where he is. The only thing I can see is if they bring in some sort of really, really good offensive coordinator that can that can help him. But, um, you know, who knows whether they want to go there because of that. 
Yeah. Um, who, who knows where he's going to end up? Wherever he does end up, they're going to have a stunning, stunning defensive coordinator. I, I feel like he's going to go to a really shaky team. Hey? It always just, I feel like he's, I feel these um, these coaches are always going to end up somewhere that already has, you know, a somewhat good defense, but just has never had any real guidance. Mm-hmm. And then they always surprise me and go to somewhere, you know, completely like like I him going to like San Diego Chargers would just com- be completely insane. Like just something like that, mm. which you, you know you don't see coming. That's what I see happening with Gus Bradley. We'll wait and see. Uh, Jaguars uh, GN manager Dave Cordwell also mentioned that the team is interested in ex Giants coach Tom Coughlin as it begins its coaching search. Uh, you know Coughlin, of course, was the first head coach in the Jaguars history. So we'll wait and see. Uh, how that uh, pans out. But, uh, you know, a lot of old people, they retire in Florida. Maybe Coughlin might want to uh, sort of set up base down there, have, an, have another job before he finally retires. I like that. That's nearly a conspiracy. I like yeah? that. Yeah? Yeah. I do like that. All right. Thank you. You like that? Am I, you, like you know, that? maybe I'm a conspiracy or two away from, from joining your club. <laughs> I'll come up with some bangers. Yeah, you, you're first on the guest list. All right, sweet. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see how it pans out. But, uh We'll wait and see what happens with Tom Coughlin. Did you think that he'd be an interesting guy in, in Jacksonville or someone that could help Blake Bortles? Interesting, yes. I think he's, he, he's nearly like better suited as a GM now. Like yeah, he's, he's 70. Yeah, he's 70. He's got like a footballing mind. The mm. whole grind of being a head coach might be too much for you know someone who's mm. on their third pension. Do you know what would be funny? If he goes in the interview in front of the owner and uh, David Caldwell, and then Shad Khan says, actually, I want you as my general manager and just sacks Dave Caldwell. <laughs> that would be... There's yeah. a conspiracy and for he'll, you. And he'll do it when the team's playing you know, <laughs> cross-country and make him fly back yeah. with Tom Coughlin. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward silence. Imagine the converse on that. Oh, boy. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Bills are expecting to move on from head coach Rex Ryan this off-season. Per Schefter, Ryan is probably coaching his final games in Buffalo, and is already aware of what's ahead. In other words, he's a sitting duck. Uh, the expectation all along was that Ryan would be given one last chance to guide Buffalo to the postseason after going 8-8 eight and eight in his first year. Uh, obviously, he's not going to deliver on that, so it looks like Ryan will be headed for unemployment. Another guy that could be a pretty good defensive coordinator, but I think ultimately could be in the media for a year. Yeah, um, to be honest, I'll give Rex Ryan a little bit of credit. The team that he's been, you know, tasked with um you know making successful haven't got that much going for him i know mccoy is good and you've got what's what's the backup running back's name he's been a good Jealousy. goal one threat yeah tyrod taylor is just a, he's a shaky quarterback so like mm. you know he has his good weeks and his bad weeks and you know you've just got to kind of roll with that it's not like he can he's not a very consistent stable quarterback so he's got to make do with what he can there and then the defense and like he is a defensive mind, so the defense always plays aggressively and things like that. But we mentioned at the start of the year that like this defense will have those games where they just lose it based on, you know, just lack of judgment or things like that. And, you know, that's been the case this season. It doesn't help when Sammy Watkins, you know, your best defensive threat goes out for the entire year pretty much. Yeah. So, You've... I mean, it's, it's like you're looking at his record compared to, say, Gus Bradley. You think, hey, he hasn't done that bad. So no. no, and they've had a lot of injuries this year as well, especially before the season started. They had like a lot of defensive players, you know, involved in in you know some incidents, especially you know Marcel Darius comes to mind as well. But they've had a lot of injuries as well throughout throughout the year, and he's done a good job with some unsung heroes in Zach Brown and and uh, your boy uh, I can't Lorenzo Alexander. Sorry, your boy Zach Zach Brown. Um, so they're all uh, my boys. Yeah, he's done, <laughs> they're all Woods boys. Another segment, Woods boys. Uh, sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's right at X. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's done an all right job. I, I don't know why Doug Whaley has this long leash. Like, he's the guy that drafted EJ Emanuel, and that's never panned out. So, like, I don't I don't know why he's getting so much power. I would fire Whaley before I fire Ryan. I'd give Ryan one more go, but um, I don't, like, I don't hate the decision to, to let him go. I wonder who they will have to replace him, but I think Anthony Lynn would be an obvious replacement. Whose decision was it to bring in Rob Ryan? If it's Rex's, Rex has to go. If it was the GM's, he's out. It wasn't. Who do you think it was? Yeah, I don't know. Nepotism at its finest. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Mr. Ryan, and they were saying, "Oh God, that was a terrible joke." 
You make sure your brother gets a job there. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, we'll wait and see. I think Anthony Lynn, the, the uh, offensive coordinator, has done a hell of a job with the run game, and he was getting head coach buzz last season would be the obvious replacement. So yeah, they I think you if... bring back Greg Roman. <laughs> bring it back. He wasn't there. Bring he back the Robots. Bring back the Robots. All right, moving on. Colts owner Jim Ursay said it is unlikely he fires coach Chuck Pagano or general manager Ryan Grigson after the season. Oh, my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Oh, boy. Uh, Blood pressure. Uh, There's a vein popping out of my neck right now. Um, uh, We said we are going to make the joke that he got another extension. Yes. This week. (laughs) That's what what it feels like. But how weird is the Colts team? You lose at home. I'm going to talk about Brock Osweiler a bit later on, which is... I'm going to enjoy that. Brock Osweiler? Oh, my God. You... I don't know. You uh, you'll wait and see, but I just happens. like you lose That's twice to that, and then you come out and just gutter stomp the Minnesota Vikings defense with three offensive linemen, rookie offensive linemen. They play really well. I I just they're so Jekyll and Hyde. Like in a must win game, they produce absolute crap last week, and then in a meaningless nothing game, they play like that. I just I'm sick of the the cycle. I'm sick of the you know stuck in purgatory with this guy. Like it's you know it's great we win games you know, eight and eight. It's just Oh, and Ursa's just never learnt from the from the Manning era. Like they were, they never had a good defense. They never had like a stout offensive line or anything like that through the Manning era. And you think they would learn from that? And that like you know Manning did well to carry those some bad teams to deep in playoff runs. And they've just never learnt to build a quality team. Just every off season, it seems that the Colts need to address their defense and an offensive line. Just every single season, it's just oh, it's frustrating. At least like well to. To their credit, they thought they did address the offensive line. I, look, and they I, thought Ryan Kelly was the God's saviour that yeah. they needed. But Look, they, he, he played well on the weekend. And, and some of the rookies, they, they actually played pretty well. Like that rookie line combination is something that I think in the offseason is going to be great heading into next year. Like that's that's great. But I just I just don't understand what Jim Ursay is seeing. Um, I don't know. I don't want to bring up issues, but maybe he's not thinking straight or clearly. Uh, for, for various reasons, um, but I just, I just don't get it. It, it just, uh, it's so frustrating. It, it, it really is. At least your team's willing to roll the dice, you know, trade picks and and things like that. I, I'd rather be the Cleveland Browns because at least you know what you expect. Like this is just. Sorry, sorry. It's just in a week. You just, just, you just wished that your team's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but at least you have like something to look forward to, and your team is trying. What do you look forward to if you're a Cleveland Brown fan? Twenty-seven thousand draft picks in the draft. I love the draft. I love the possible possible helmet color changes from yes brown to brighter brown, off orange. Um, No, I just I don't know. I'd rather at least you know what you're going to get. This is just like you know what. It's just so frustrating. Well, you can't be frustrated because you just won by a goddamn mile. I know. And God, I think, point. you know what? I reckon next season's the year, mate, that you go 9-7 and seven and instead. Ch- and, Chuck, and, Ch- <laughs> and Chuck gets maybe a three-year extension instead of a four-year. We'll wait and see. Yeah, it's, mate, it's just, it'll wind down eventually. I just don't understand When Ursa Ur- goes yeah. into... I'll say know, this, though. Program. When Andrew Luck is on and playing at a, a, such a high level, God, it's such a high. Like, you can just... It's just it's just so fun to watch, but you know, like he can't carry the. He's not Peyton Manning. Maybe like, he's as good been as Lucky is. <laughs> he, he's not Peyton Manning. Like as good as Lucky is, he can't carry a, a below average franchise for for six seven years. It's just not plausible. Uh, it just they need to do. They need to make changes. Uh, it's just frustrating. All right, but you know what? They've got they've got they kind of got the foundation there. Like yeah. they kind of got something going. Like the offensive line, like you said, like that is something they can build on. If they get like one veteran in there to help stabilize it, then they can just focus entirely on the defense. And yeah, actually, the maybe go get some free agents. Maybe go get some free. We agents. have in the past, and this never panned out. I do want to say this: that we're always one of the most badly disciplined teams. Penalties and constant turnovers and and things like that. It's it, it's just frustrating. I just don't know. It, it, Pagano teams are like that. It, it, that is also frustrating. Hey, you want to blame you want to blame that on the coach, but it's not it's not always the case. Like sometimes it's just completely coincidental. Mm, yeah, but like, I feel like it, but poorly disciplined teams have always been a trait of Rex Ryan's teams, yep. and they will always continue to be like that because he yep. just he gets them riled up, but they can't control no. their emotions. Yep. 
but yeah. And also, since Pag- the Pagano era, we've had more arrests and, and Colts things off the field. I, I know he's got the respect of the locker room, but it just doesn't seem like that. I just, I don't know. It seems to be a different culture in, in the Colts organization than than what I've different expected. Different culture. Yeah, nice. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Um, so some key college players and highly rated draft picks are skipping their uh, college football bowl games. Uh, obviously, the impact of Jalen Smith's knee injury last year uh, is weighing heavily on some highly rated prospects. Leonard Fournette announced last week that he would not play in LSU's bowl game, and then Christian McCaffrey decided today that he would be doing the same. Um, it created a little bit of a stir uh, uh, across uh, Twitter and, and social media with some players weighing in. Uh, Zeke Elliott posted a series of tweets writing in part, I'll do anything to play one more time while my brothers in that scarlet and grey. He then softened a little bit when he was told that McCaffrey and Fournette had been nursing some injuries uh, all season. So he said, I guess it makes sense. But uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty buzzy on social media with uh, with Elliott's tweets and some other players. Even Jalen Smith said that he would play in that bowl game again, which, I don't know, I feel like he might be lying. Yeah. He cost himself about feel, $27 million. I feel million like dollars. you're full of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. But to be honest, like... It's a meaningless complete... game. Yeah, it's a meaningless game, but at the same time, like Zeke said, you know, it's the last time he could ever play with them. It, you know, it's such, it's such a meaningful game in regards regard to them. just yeah. sentimental value, that kind of thing. But yeah. I'm completely, whatever way a player feels, whether they want to play that one last hurrah for whatever reason, or they just feel, you know what, my career is at stake before it's even begun. I don't want to risk it in a meaningless game. I'm completely, like, down, as yeah. the kids say, with whatever these athletes decide. Like, I'm just completely yeah. fine with it, especially Fournette. Fournette said that he this was going to be his... He said he was going to sit out the entire season. And then he decided, you know, he's fine. Yeah, I, I will never begrudge a player for putting their body first. And, you know, it was if Christian McCaffrey's dream, he said. It was my dream to always play on Sundays. If something happened to him in this game that prevented him from Is playing... Is it being played on a Sunday? <laughs> God. Fire today, mate. Absolute Conspiracy. fire story. <laughs> um, no, but like oh, it's a Saturday night. Yes, but that was that's 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 his dream. Like I, I just, you know, if if that was going to stop him from playing on Sundays, and that that's always the goal for players. You know, I think of Smash Williams from Friday Night Lights. That was his goal. Was always NFL, always NFL. It was always to go pro, to go pro, and that's like. That's the sentiment, and you know you've been playing for free, which is a whole another topic, which I find just ridiculous that the, the coaches make twenty five million a year and the players get zero dollars. Um, you know, if he's being played and has a contract obligation to play, then then that's fine, and he's healthy, then play. But I'm never going to begrudge a player for putting his body first and being cautious and and waiting. He's he's shown enough on tape. He's the tape's there. You know what you're going to get, and uh, that's fine. I'm not going to begrudge a player at all for doing that. No, nor do we begrudge any player that, uh, you know, decides to retire early because they feel yeah. know, the similar way, like concussions and things like that. It's always body and yeah. well-being and health and, before. You know, it's just some yeah. of the tweets, uh, you know, having a go at him was just like, you know, like, you know, you should, you're getting paid to play football. You should just be happy and play and not realize. At the, at, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, like I know this is a career and it's a job for them, but essentially the only reason they're doing it is for our entertainment. Just merely for our entertainment. There's no grander thing yeah. than just they're doing it for our pleasure. Exactly. To sit in front of the television and watch them just headbutt each other and just tackle each other and injure each other to the ground, essentially, yeah. for points. <laughs> yeah. I, but uh, have no real-world meaning. No, exactly. And, it, and the whole college football thing is just... It's just crazy, and I always love the, oh, yeah, but you get a free education. But <laughs> really? Like, that on the grand summer things with the amount of money the NCAA makes and their colleges make and, and everything like that and the TV money from, from all of it, you can't, you know, work out a scheme where some players get at least some, some money for putting their bodies on the line and putting their heads into other people's heads and just destroying destroying their brain cells. I just I find that crazy, but... Um, I think good luck to McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. I, uh, I would, wouldn't mind seeing uh, one of them in a Colts jersey next season, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, Fournette's going to be a hot commodity, I think. Yeah, and even McCaffrey. I just He'll probably go in the late first or early second, and I know it's early and we'll talk about this for ages, but the guy's, um, the guy's amazing with his hands, and uh, he's like a Darren Sproles 2.0. Wow, that's yep. high praise. All right, that's, that's it. That's the last time we're going to mention them. 
until yep. after the draft. Yep, let's do it. Uh, weird web story. You got to get out of here. This is crazy. You're so weird. No. <laughs> You're really weird. Till after the draft? No way. I'm talking about both of them for months. <laughs> um, all right, this weird web story is actually one of our own. There's no source on this. There's no nothing. This is from us and a, and a, and a listener. Um, so I tweeted today because David Yankee actually um, came out and was tight end el- el- uh, stutter. eligible uh, today for the Panthers in the red zone. They put him out as an extra lineman, but they also had him as a tight end in case it would have been great to see an Aussie uh, Catch a touchdown. Uh, we haven't imagine imagine imagine, imagine a, uh, an Australian not named Jared Hayne catching it. And no one talking about it. Um, all right. <laughs> so David Yankee, and then I got a tweet from uh, from one of our listeners. And uh, sorry, just... by the way, what a, what? It's probably the least Australian, Australian name. <laughs> <laughs> David Aussie. No, that's not working. <laughs> David America. Yes, the only l- less American. David name. Red, White, and Blue. <laughs> No, um, all right. David Team America. No, all right. At MJ Howrad. <laughs> um, he tweeted us like, have you seen David Yankee's Wikipedia page? So I checked it out. And the personal life paragraph is just the most random thing I've ever seen. The last sentence especially is random. So um, I'll, I'll skip the first part about where he's born. But anyway, it says, Yankee spent his off-season working out at East Roswell Park and playing Canasta with his friends on Fouts Road. Now, Canasta's some sort of card game. I I, I looked it up. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever played it. Um, I'm glad it was a card game, because it sounds a little bit wrong. But anyway, and then it says, Yankee loves liking his best friend's ex-girlfriend's pictures on Instagram, and he's wearing cleats to support degenerative disc in honor of his friend Eric. Wow. What a sentence. The last one. All right, so obviously someone's gotten on to this and had a bit of fun. Someone, but at least it's, yeah. it has stayed there. How do you know when this was updated? I have no idea, but interesting. But how does that? How does that sentence even? That's the most random sentence on the internet. Is Yankee liking his ex girlfriend's pictures, and then he wore cleats to support some sort of back degeneration disorder? Uh, all in the one sentence. You couldn't have put a full stop and just broken that up. Yeah, because like half of it's, ha, ha, oh yeah, I get it. You, there must be an inside joke that David's, you know, liked his best friend's ex girlfriend's photos on Instagram, yeah. and there's been some, you know, inside. Oh yeah, you're having a yeah go at Lisa. I don't know what it yeah. is. And then, <laughs> and then there's such a serious thing afterwards. Yeah, it's like, oh Yankee, oh you're not, you don't have your friends back. You're, you're liking his ex girlfriend's pictures on Instagram, but actually you do support. People's backs. You're a nice guy. You wore the cleats. Like, wow, nice segue. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't understand it. But uh, have you ever liked uh, any of your any of your ex girlfriend's pictures on Instagram, or even uh, you know one of my ex girlfriend's pictures on Instagram? Yes. Wow. Show over. <laughs> this will be the last of episode of the Wooten Show. Your ex girlfriend. <laughs> I have a separate Instagram account where I only follow your ex girlfriends. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> But it's still by Wait, my you do that too? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you do that as well? Anyway, uh, can someone get on that David Yankee um, personal life on Wikipedia and change that for us? Maybe put a Woot and Y reference in there somewhere. Can we also change it that his name originally was David Aussie and, and he because changed. he is playing American <laughs> football now, he changed his name to David Yankee? All right. I think... Then make a fake certificate. All right. I think in the offseason, we should try and get some of the Aussies playing in the NFL back on the show and we can propose to them paragraphs to put on their Wikipedia page. Nice. What do you reckon? That's a pretty good nice. idea for a segment. Um, I'm going to add here, I'm going to add here, Yankee is the third member of Woot's Conspiracy Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's in. All right, we'll add that later after the show. All right, let's, uh, let's get into some uh, extra segments. All right, so real MVP this week. Uh, there's been some uh, some great uh, performances across week 15. I'm going to start with uh, Ty Montgomery here. He had a great breakout performance. I said two weeks ago that I already think he's a better running back than Eddie Lacy. Um, do you think that's a hot take, or is it legit now after what, he, what we saw? Um, Eddie Lacy's been a bit fat for a while, <laughs> yeah. in the lack of a better term. Yeah. He is just... I don't know, he's sluggish, he's just the, the effort doesn't seem to be there. Yeah. He really has to be confident and 
going up against a team that really just can't stop him for him to have any yep. significant impact on the game. Yeah. And even then, it's not like you don't have faith in him to carry the ball in a crucial game and get those yards that you need. It's just those games where they're already running away with it that he has mm. his big games. He's so a good it's... closer. He's like a... He like is. A, he's a closer like a... Is that a baseball reference? That is. Yeah, go. yeah, go me. Um, you know, so yeah, you're right. Eddie Lacey's probably fat with a F, and uh, Ty Montgomery is P H A T right now. He's fat. He he is, he is doing well. So he had 162 yards on 16 carries. Uh, he was he was really really impressive. So impressive that he caught Lil Wayne's attention. So Wheezy F, uh, he uh, tweeted um, that he wants to name he sorry he went as far as to say he wants to name his next baby. Or possibly his new album after the Packers breakout star tweeting, I may very well name my next kid or album Ty Montgomery. Girl or boy, I don't care. Wow. That's uh, it's pretty amazing. Ty Montgomery is the most posh name in the NFL. It's just <laughs> Montgomery just sounds like a British Montgomery Lil Wheezy. Montgomery Wheezy. Imagine that would be Lil Wayne's kid named Montgomery. <laughs> sounds like a Bond, like Butler. Anyway. Montgomery? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I want to. I would like another tea. <laughs> yes. Montgomery, fetch me some biscuits. Um, <laughs> and call Robin. Why is he late again? <laughs> anyway, call Robin. Why is he eating the lobster again? Um, all right. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know what athlete you'd probably name your kid after. What athlete would I name my kid after? Yeah, if you could. It'd definitely be uh, along the Deshaun Lashawn well. lines. No, uh... maybe just Sean. <laughs> no, just the the girlfriend does. Dealer Sean. She always, you know, brings that up. If she ever hears that, she'll go, Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun. Yeah. 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 Probably, probably Namdi after. Oh, great. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Yeah, Our mate Brad, who I'm playing in the fantasy uh, playoffs. So just like, what was it? Four or five years ago, we went away to the States. He'd never watched NFL in his life. And the first player name he heard was Namdi Asamoa. And that's all he said for three straight weeks. Still, he's still saying it to this day. Yeah, he wanted to draft him this year. Thankfully, he didn't. If he did, he probably wouldn't be in the final. Uh, I would. Probably... He did last year. That's why he was wearing the draft. <laughs> number one. Although, that wouldn't have been as bad as uh, Sean's Brandon Stokely in our uh, inaugural draft. Yeah, yeah, round three, and we didn't even have a label well, for yeah, it. Yeah, you printed off 300 player labels, and <laughs> Stokely was not was so far down on the list that he wasn't on any yeah, of them. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe now, every single year from this time on, I've had yeah. the backup slot receiver for every team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I'd probably go with, like, Peyton. I think that'd be, you could name your daughter or your son Peyton, so it's uh, you, gender you neutral. You can't name your son Peyton, it's just not. Uh, nah. Yeah, no, maybe no. the middle name. Um, all right. Who's... Peyton, though, One Tree Hill. Hi. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hot. She is very... But I, see, I couldn't do that because my... It ends in N, and it's Tin. Peyton, Wooten. Yeah. You can't do it. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. All right. Fair enough. Uh, who's your real MVP this week? Real MVP. Hmm. Okay, well, hmm. filibuster. Hmm. Do, you, do you know what that word means? Yeah. Yeah, what's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I, I do want to mention Zeke Elliott. I feel like... Uh, oh, Zeke Elliott. Of course it Come was. on, mate. Of you wrote it in it the doc. Was. You love All having right. a sod. You love putting the pressure on. All right. Uh, yeah, no, man. Zeke went off. Zeke. But, but by the way, right, in a week where Tom Brady could have, you know, gone out and completely cemented his place in the... MVP you know, as the as the MVP Zeke, who by the way had a pretty shaky first half, but mate came on. Did he just not come on strong in the second half? Mm. Um, Keep an eye on my boy to... Matty Ryan. I feel like he's flying right now. I still think you're high. Maybe you've been hanging out with Ursay. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so he got his career high, 159 yards, yep. and uh, the the. Touchdown celebration was a bit. I don't know. I, I'm not high as high on it as you are. I don't know. I'm just in terms of what you're allowed to do and not getting a fine for it. I know we got a penalty for it, but yeah, it's definitely up there. Like he jumped inside a, a kettle. Whoa. What could beat it? Uh, yeah, not much. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I still find the whole celebration thing ridiculous. You should you should have enough time to do a people's elbow from, you know, the wrestling days, and yeah. that should still be fine. But anyway, 258 yards is going to break it. Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record, I think he will. Uh, he needs about 100, what, 126 yards a game, 129 yards a game. Uh, I feel like I feel like he can do it. That's that's pretty insane. Who's he got left? Uh, their schedule is. I know they play the Lions. Uh, let me just check. The Lions have been okay. Their their defense is much improved, and then they play the Eagles. So, the Eagles run Ooh. defense uh, now compared to the start of the year is marginally different. So we'll wait and see. Um, interesting. Yep. Very, 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 very interesting. All right. Well, so, let's see. All right, see how much. See how well Baltimore went in the in the running game. They, yeah. See, I mean. They can't. Yeah, they, I mean, they? Th- no, Terrence West got 77 yards off 13 carries. So that's not yeah, not too bad. But then again, like they don't they don't run it nearly as much as what the the Cowboys were. No, so. they they vehemently avoid running the ball. I don't understand yes. that. It's like they want Flacco to mediocrely throw the ball 55 times. By the way, speaking of that, John Harbaugh said it was a stupid decision to make Flacco throw it deep, and he wish he could have went back. Did you hear this? No, I did not. Yeah, well, there you go. He just... Wow. He, total error on his part. Anyway, he just I, said I it was a stupid play call. I don't, yeah, I don't oh. mind coaches owning up to that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if it's a reoccurring theme... Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. very, very, yeah. very true. That is right. correct. So. All right, let's mention some takeaways from... Week 15, I just want to start with icing the kicker. I think it's probably the stupidest thing in the NFL. Do you agree? Uh, unless it works. <laughs> when does it ever work? It doesn't work. It always seems to work the other way. What do you mean? So, like, they'll kick it, but they'll uh, they'll miss it, but ice them. Yes. And then they'll get another shot. Yeah. That It always seems to work that so way. So it literally does the opposite thing. It, in fact, it doesn't actually ice them. It warms them up. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes, I know this has happened in Philadelphia's case, they have missed the first one, right? And yep. they've gotten ice. And they were trying to ice their kicker, and they've gotten a second chance. Yep. And then their next kick, they'll try to correct it, but they'll overcorrect it and miss the other way. Mm, so that has happened... Very yeah. limited amount of times, but it can happen. I feel like the miss rate after icing the kicker as opposed to not icing the kicker, the miss rate would be almost identical. I, I just don't think there's enough evidence there to support that it actually... We we really, we really need to look into this. Yeah, there? like I would like to see a chart. I'm sure it has been charted and we could find it, but this weekend, like Andy Reid's decision to, to ice Ryan Suckup was cost his team the game, and he deserves blame for, for that loss because... He it, does, but he doesn't. Because he, he, he like, does. it is it is stupid in some respects, but at the same time, it's like it's such common practice now that a coach feels like they have to. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so it, it's it like, shouldn't be common practice, though. I don't know who started it. It must have happened. Oh, Belichick yeah. probably did it. It was successful, and they've gone. Oh, oh there we Belichick's go. Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> God, he's wearing socks with thongs. Oh God, Belichick's doing it. What up? Um, but no, like he misses. He Ryan Sucker said after after the kick, after missing the first attempt from fifty three, and then he got saved by Reed's timeout. He said, "I felt like the, I hit the first one good, and when it came up short, and there was a second in my mind where I wasn't sure if I could actually reach it from there. So on the second one, I kind of just had to throw out my technique out the window and uh, just go with go at it as hard as I could, and it paid off. So like Ryan Sucker admitted that it actually helps him, and so did Mason Crosby, where he. He mentioned that um, he hadn't quite warmed up properly and, and done as many kicks on the sideline because it was so cold that uh, getting the uh, icing, even though he made the first one, he made the second one more comprehensively, that it actually helped him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So, so, unfortunate. Yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs and Andy Reid, um, you know, do we ice the Chiefs now? How do we feel about the Chiefs now after another, you know, after another home loss? You know, that loss moves them to the number five seed from the number two seed. There's still some games left and. And, you know, Oakland's got a tough schedule and the Chiefs do because of the way that the division's panned out. But now they p- possibly have to win some road playoff games rather than have, uh, you know, a home game after a bye. And we know how important a bye is for Andy yeah. Reid, given, given his record after the bye. Yes and no. See, I, Andy Reid's a very good coach. As, as, much as, as much criticism as he gets for 
you know, his time management and other things. I see. He's still a very good coach and he's, you know, his record speaks for that. Like, and he's ever since going to the Kansas city, his record has still been astonishing, but it's been so under the radar because they're not exactly a flashy team. And that can also be credited to Alex Smith's very explosive style of play. You you, you say that jokingly, but he has actually thrown the ball a lot deeper a lot in the last few weeks. I like Alex Smith. I like him. I know you do. Anyway, (laughs) um, Travis Kelsey slowly getting into it a little bit more, slowly getting a bit more involved. Macklin's coming back from his injury. I don't know. But, I still, I still think they're fine. But see, they they used to. This is the thing, right? So they were they were up against the Titans, yes, yes, and they they looked very good. And I thought, I don't, I don't know why we gave the Titans so much credit in our build up in the lead up to this game. I just, you know, yep. we were. I think we're really rooting for the Titans. I think we really. I really just, are. I, I find think, them fun to watch so much. I know they're an under they're an underdog team, and Malaki. We just like that whole narrative, but. Yep. In when watching the the first half, you were thinking, yeah, maybe we just we were mm. we bought into the hype and the love story for the Titans too much. But then, they, I think they're really missing Charles and Charles' ability to you know grind out the game and be the safety net for the team and things like that. I know they have decent running backs, but Charles was just obviously yeah, different planet. It's a whole family, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. he him and his ability to you know make those first downs grind the clock down because despite Andy Reid's poor management skills, time management skills, he still always had so much time of possession. And that's just the way the Chiefs operate. And they just try to, you know, just grind away at the scoreboard, three field goals, whatever, and then just grind away the game. But he can't do it with no. this team that he's got. So it, it is interesting. I like. I, I just can't. I, I agree with your points on Andy Reid and, and Jamal Charles. Uh, Spencer Ware's been pretty average the last couple of weeks um, you know, compared to the expectations he set early on in the year, where he was you know running all over people and and doing a great job. And their defense is fine. I just you didn't score a point in the second half against this Tennessee defense that's generally been able to to get torched. And I just I don't know whether they lack that killer instinct and I, I, the way that they played. I feel like. They rely on on special teams and defense coming up with turnovers. I just don't know if they can consistently whether that's a sustainable format to win games, and that's why I've always been a little bit low on the Chiefs. I just I'm not sure if it's a sustainable or or a way to win games, um, given what they have at quarterback. Uh, you know, I know you like Alex Smith, but you know he has his limitations. But, Love Alex but I do want to mention you talk about time of possession. They got out. Sort of Andy Reid, like Mark Malarkey in this smash mouth. They only the time of possession was very, very close. But you know, you got Demarco running, Demarco Murray running for eighty nine yards, and you also got Derek Henry running for fifty eight yards. You get that exotic smash mouth in full effect, and uh, it was it was a surprising win. I just I don't know about the Chiefs. I, I feel like they get I feel like they're a bit overhyped when you talk to really big Chiefs fans on some platforms you see them as the you know the contender in the AFC outside of the Patriots I just don't know if that's them I, I'd rather I, I have more confidence in say the Steelers or Oakland maybe pulling out a surprise victory in New England rather than the Chiefs but this is where the Chiefs this is where they this is where they strike why yeah when everyone when, when everyone they, doubts they, them they they want everyone to say hey the Chiefs aren't a real contender he's a, cons- he's a cons- You're a big fat phony and then <laughs> They sneak up on everyone. Here's a conspiracy. You know in Monsters, Inc., how they run on scare. Um, oh, my God, yes. Maybe Andy Reid runs on doubt. Wow. <laughs> Am I in the club? That, that's, uh, <laughs> now you're creating like a sci-fi film. <laughs> oh, man, that would be brilliant. Um, that would be so good. All right, let's move on. Speaking, speaking of sci-fi and whether something's real or not, Tom Savage is real. Wow. He's real and possibly for real. Um, the Texans have named Savage their starting quarterback moving forward. Savage took over for Osweiler after he threw uh, consecutive picks in the second quarter. Proved to be a noticeable upgrade in the passing game. He had trouble finishing drives at first, but eventually marched the Texans down the field for a game-winning touchdown late in the fourth quarter. And he actually made DeAndre Hopkins relevant again in the NFL. Uh, I did love what uh, Roto World wrote. They said that DeAndre Hopkins has spent the year in hibernation. Um, He did finish with eight catches for 87 yards. I mean, it's not hard. Just throw the ball in in DeAndre Hopkins' uh, direction. 
uh, and his radius will get it. I don't know how Brock Osweiler failed to do that. So uh, after the game... Yeah, it is hard just to throw it in a general direction. The guy... See, like, Hopkins isn't the guy that... Like, he has that ability, but he's never been really the guy to, like, yards after the catch and things like that. He's just merely, you throw it, he will make the big catch. He'll mm. just... He's the possession receiver. He'll he'll be the one that catches it in the red zone and things like that. Yep. But that's just, that's his job. He's known for it. You can throw it to the sideline. He'll tiptoe down the line and he'll still get it. But you've got to throw it to him for him to do this. Exactly. It's just crazy. Uh, After the game, uh, Bill O'Brien said, we don't make decisions on how much, uh, we don't make decisions on the quarterback on how much a guy gets paid after benching him, obviously. We make decisions on what's the best way to win a game. That was the best decision we made today. Uh, Yeah, that was the, sorry, that was the decision we made today and I thought it worked out okay. Um, obviously full of lies, because if that was what's best for the team, he would have done that six weeks ago, surely. Surely. But, all right, taking Osweiler out of this, all right, completely, Osweiler doesn't exist. Is Tom Savage a good quarterback? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but he's better than Brock Osweiler, right. for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not arguing there. Is Bill, arguing. O'Brien, is Bill O'Brien a good coach? Because this is now the, uh, just the second straight year, possibly the third straight year, where he's mishandled the quarterback room and the situation, and blindly is bought into them. He said again today that he believes he has three great quarterbacks on his roster and all this sort of well, stuff. Well, you can't... All right, this is the thing. A coach will never come out and say, oh, yeah, I stuffed up my quarterback. I know, but he I overhypes thought. it the other way. You don't have to go in the... You don't have to say anything at all. You can just move on to the next question. You don't have to you know, pump your quarterback room up with just flat-out lies and hyperbole. It's just crazy. <laughs> Hyperbole. Yeah, great. I like saying hyperbole. It's one of the great it's words. It's the Lunar Bowl or nothing. Right? <laughs> we, oh, I want no part of the hyperbole uh, surrounding the Lunar Bowl. Um, but oh, oh, overall, I think now moving forward with Tom Savage is, is obviously the right decision. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about it, what they were going to do with the quarterback position. I think this is this is smart, especially going into next year, that, that it's going to be just an open competition. I, I, I struggled to see how they're going to handle the whole situation. Yeah. I just, it's so much money. It's unbelievable amounts of money. And no one's been fired or blamed yet. It's just, yeah. I, yeah, give me give me one twentieth of that, and I'll just give it a go. Yeah. I'll just give quarterback... A, <laughs> I'll give it a go. That, yeah, that's all I've upon. I'll split the I'll split the 20th with you. Yeah, all right, let's do it. But I, uh, it does come back to when they sign him. They were in such a flurry and so desperate to get a quarterback that they signed him without bringing him in for a visit. It was just, it was oh, just insane. Should have Mark Sanchez. <laughs> but you know, John Elway is getting so much uh, praise for avoiding this whole situation. But we do have to bear in mind he did offer Osweiler sixteen million a season, and then the Texans blew them out of the water with nineteen million yeah, but, a season. But everyone, everyone ignores that. I know, uh, but it's just unbelievable how much money gets thrown at this guy because he has. You know, in quote unquote the prototypical sort of look of a quarterback. It's just, uh, it's just insane. He was never good in college. What? Why would he ever be good in NFL? Mate, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Speaking of them, uh, they uh, the the playoff picture. Our last topic. The playoff picture is a tad clear. We're going to talk about some upcoming games and uh, how it's shaping out. But uh, the Texans and Titans look set for for a battle uh, in in week 17 for that division. Um, you know, after they, both of them had comeback victories, at one point it looked like the Colts were going to win and both of them were going to lose, and the Colts would be back in. It would be a three-way race, but it looks like it's going to come down to the Texans and Titans in Week 17. Yeah, this is when I want to completely jump on the Titans bandwagon and say, yay. If they make, awesome. if they make the playoffs, is Mike Malarkey a coach of the year candidate? Mm, no. <laughs> I, to be honest, I still... I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's still a, there's quite a few candidates. I still like I still like Coldwell. Is that weird? Still like who? Sorry, Coldwell. Yeah, that's weird. I, I think Del Rio would get it because of the way that they they played again against San Diego, and he made some really good, he just makes good decisions in the game. He I don't know if it's all him or whether he has a good team up top feeding him like sort of analytics or data or, or or the probability on things, but he seems to make the right call a lot. Um, and some of them are risks, but. They pay off, and they clinched their first uh, their first uh, playoff uh, spot in over, I think it was like 14 years or something like that. Yeah, what a nice way to say bye to Oakland after all their support. 
Oh, they're, they might not be leaving. There, uh, there's talks now. I didn't mention this in the news, but there's talks that they may be getting a sta- new stadium uh, in in Oakland and getting a brand new rejuvenated complex. So we'll wait and see Ooh, how that, that. pans out. Imagine, so, uh, you know, the interesting that. off-season narrative. But for the for the Chargers, obviously, man, that's, the Las Vegas Chargers. <laughs> that's um, that's tough. And Phil Rivers is really. Um, they asked him after the game, and he just said, I've got no idea what's going on with our team or where we'll be playing next year. And we talked about that in our preview, how much that heavily, weighs heavily on someone, but he still put his team in a position to win the game and just couldn't come up with it. But good on the Raiders for clinching a, a playoff spot. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Yes. Bravo. And, and, <laughs> and then there's also this scenario with, with uh, Week 17. The Packers and the Lions look set for a fiery Week 17 showdown. At this point, the Packers are in the playoffs as the sixth seed in the wild card. The Lions are the fourth seed. But the Lions have a tough schedule uh, next week against the Cowboys. And then, obviously, the Packers uh, play them in Week 17. So they could be heading into that game with the uh, with the division title uh, on the line. Yeah, the Pack attack. I don't know. This is, don't you, don't, can't you see this as being set up that the Packers are just coming back slowly? Every week they're coming back, and it's like you should never have doubted us. And then Matt Stafford's going to have a thirty-second drive at the end of the fourth quarter to, you know, Send make his fifteenth comeback of the season or something ridiculous. I don't know. I just it's going to be a good game. Who knows? It's division rivalries. Yeah. Well, ever since uh, Aaron Rodgers said we're going to run the table, they've just uh, they've been doing that, um, and they and they've done a great job. I've got to give credit to the Bears. I think Matt Barkley's played. What is going on? That's just unbelievable. Better oh, the Cardinals wish they kept him. <laughs> Bold. Just roasting palm. He's got to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, some other things from this playoff picture. Obviously, Atlanta. Uh, they've they've got that one game lead now over the Buccaneers with their comprehensive win on the back of uh, MVP Matt Ryan. Uh, just killing <laughs> killing the Forty ers but the Buccaneers kept things interesting in you know Sunday night football, and they're the seventh seed at the moment. But they're going to hang around and prove that uh, I think it is now probably a seven horse horse race. The Redskins are, are all but all but finished there at seven six and one. Uh, the old seven horse race, <laughs> <laughs> classic seven horses. Classic. Yeah, no, no, I I don't know. Tampa will keep it interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. And also we've got, uh, where are we? And we've also got the Giants. Oh, uh, they solidify their spot as the, as most likely the number one wild card spot in, uh, in the uh, NFC. NFC. Yeah, the Giants are. I mean, I know they they beat they beat uh, Dallas, but that's kind of. I know it's a big win and things like that, but you kind of got to throw it out because it's a division game and, you know, teams pick it up against their rivals and things like that. I think if you throw that out and still look at the Giants, they're still heating up at the right time. They're just that – I think I, I know we're stuck in the past and how they've played in the playoff, playoffs in the past, but I don't know. They're just – they're sneaky. They're sneaky. They're looking, they're looking okay. I think, I think Eli's being carried by the rest of the team. Oh, I couldn't agree more with you. And But the scary thing is that Eli's such – such a proven player when it in the postseason things like that. That wouldn't surprise you if they just limp into the, into the playoffs with his bad performances on the back of their defense and Odell Beckham, and then they just you know turn it on in the playoffs. They're they're a scary team. They're a team you probably don't want to face. Um, just you know, despite how friendly Ben McAdoo looks, you know, almost scarily friendly. Um, you you just <laughs> you just don't know. You just don't know what to expect from this Giants team. It has very much the the Super Bowl feel about them when they they sort of won their Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Eli was playing far better in those years, but yep. like like you said, he's he's been there before. So if that's how good they're playing while they're carrying Eli, if Eli can get hot, the team's scary. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, do you know what the number one song in the world was when the Raiders last made the playoffs? Something by James Blunt. No. Uh, all right. I got the top. I got a top ten list here. Wait. What year was it? Two thousand and two. Two thousand and two. Try and guess. Something by Destiny's Child. Try. Try and guess a artist. Destiny's Child is not on the list. Fifty Cent, Eminem, 
One of those guys, uh, or are we thinking, are we going pop right, stars? Yeah, here we go. You ready? The number one song was Nickelback, How You Remind Me. God. This is how you remind me. Is that that song? Yeah, that sounds like every Nickelback song. Um, all right. <laughs> Photograph. <laughs> um, second was Ashanti, Foolish. Uh, Nelly, Hot In Here, spelt with two R's. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't number one? No. Um, Unbelievable. That got beaten by Crazy. And then we had Nelly featuring featuring Kelly Rowland, Dilemma. Um, So you're technically right. One Destiny's Child on the list. Uh, Then we had... By the way, this is the... Out of all the songs on the list, this holds up the best, just long term, is uh, number six on the list, Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. Just one of the all-time greats. Uh, But yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Puddle of Mud, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy Eat World, Ja Rule... Um, what a time! What an era! Two thousand two, <laughs> great stuff. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into the Thursday night football. This week's NFL lines are brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. All right, we've got the New York Giants minus two and a half at a dollar eighty-seven, traveling to the uh, Lincoln Financial Field to take on your Philadelphia Eagles plus two and a half at a dollar ninety-five. Uh, thoughts on this game? And uh, you obviously watched the Eagles. Uh, more in depth than I did. How did you feel about their uh, one point defeat? All right, I want to say this. This is going to be my analysis for this game. All right, this is how I'm going to make my pick. All right. If Lane Johnson plays because he is back, wow. Eagles win. Yeah, you actually finally have some depth on the offensive line now. You, you, if yeah. he doesn't, they lose. Wow. Okay. Huge. Did you know how? Like, the, obviously, though, they had a great start to the year, and then. Obviously, the whole the whole debacle with Lane Johnson happened, and then they went two and eight. So you're saying that Lane Johnson is the MVP of the Philadelphia Eagles? In, uh, I mean, the stats don't lie. The stats don't <laughs> lie. Why? And essentially, yeah, if you read between the correct. lines, Lane Johnson best player in the league. So <laughs> whatever. All right. Uh, in, in all seriousness, though, if you look at He's how a badly. Huge loss. If if you look at how badly whoever is playing on the right side keeps getting burned each week, and I mean I know like a lot of it still has to go down to ball protection for um, for Carson Wentz, yep. but that is essentially just like oh, man, it's, yeah. it's so brutal yeah. for a rookie quarterback to be constantly being like targeted from that side. Yep. Far out. No, it is um, it is tough to do, and against this uh, Giants defense, he's not going to have it easy. They're they're playing really really well. Um, but the good news is they may be without – well, not good news uh, for them, but good news for you guys is that Janoris Jenkins might not be playing with a, with a back injury, some sort of internal, oh, internal issue after, uh, after, <laughs> after taking a huge hit. So it's interesting. But Philly have now dropped five straight. Uh, but they've been competitive in their last two games, uh, you know, against Washington and Baltimore. Very competitive. Um, and I, I just don't – Good teams too. Yeah. Like, decent they're, they're teams. Not... Yeah, it's not like they're having these huge shootouts with the 49ers and the Rams and the Browns. No. They're, they're teams that are in playoff contention. Yeah, exactly. So. Or, you know, uh, in the playoffs. So it's just it, they're mixing it and, and you know, matching it with the, the teams that will be featuring in January and they're, they're being competitive. So I'm leaning to taking them plus two and a half. I just one, don't... One, sorry, I want to say one thing about the game against Baltimore, yep. right? So there was 30 seconds to go. And Eagles could have tied the game. Yep. By taking the extra point. Yep. And yet, except Doug Peterson, Peterson, Peterson went for two and it didn't come off and they no. lost the game. But, but in that position, when you're out of playoff contention and. You're out of playoff contention, you've got absolutely nothing to lose. The result won't affect you. Yep. That's the right call. You, you go for it. I have yeah. no qualms about it. I've got it. no issues like, with that. No, exactly. Yeah. Give. Give the man a break, especially yeah. double. Like that's stupid. What are you like, kidding me? Yeah, and that's you know affect your draft picks, and you, you're going to subject your players to overtime, and then it might hurt, hurt you on a short week again next week as well. Uh, I think that absolutely was the right decision by Doug Pedersen. And if you get the win, you, you're labelled a hero. We saw it with Del Rio. I just didn't like the play call itself. I like the call. I just didn't like the play call. Same with did, did you? Did you hear what um, Jordan Matthews said afterwards? No. He said that if it hadn't been, um, you know, touched at the line of scrimmage or whatever, that he would have gotten uh, pass interference. Mm. Wow! So interesting. interesting. So yeah. should like should that still come into it? Mm. I don't know. 
Uh, and the Titans did it as well. They went for two, and you know they ended up still getting the win. But I, I liked the call. I just didn't like the actual play that they called. So I got no qualms with it. But as I was saying, the, the Giants don't typically typically blow teams out. Uh, I know they had a, a, a win against the Lions, and it was more than uh, their spread, but it wasn't a huge, huge win. It was a 17-6 victory, and the Detroit uh, also fumbled the ball on the one in, into the end zone. So it could have been much closer than that. So I'm actually leaning to take the Eagles plus two and a half, especially with uh, with the favorite, yeah, not the favorite, but the home team on, on Thursday night football. Generally, uh, you, you give them a little bit of a... You like that, you know, huh? You yeah. like the Eagles. Yeah, uh, plus two and a half. I think uh, you could see a one or two point win, but... I uh, do think it's so bizarre that we're tipping Philly, who haven't won in five games against the Giants, who are the four. only team to have beaten Dallas and yes. twice. It is it is crazy, but that's what we're doing. And the Giants that's are also the East. yes, and the Giants are also two and zero as a home two and zero this season as a uh, uh, on the. Sorry, that's a bad stat. I grabbed the wrong one. But uh, I, <laughs> 2-0 is a home wait, favorite. Wait, wait, wait. Was, was the stat that they were 2-0 at home? Yeah, 2-0 is a home right. favorite. I meant to hit road favorite. I, uh, I'm not sure if that's correct, so I don't want to say it. But uh... Let's let They're 5-0 <laughs> against Philly when Josh says they are. <laughs> they're 1,000-0 uh, they're when they play the Philadelphia Eagles on and December. Win. Yes, and win. No, I'm going to try and look up the stat now because it's just annoying me. Um, but I I don't think that's going to influence anybody's votes, but I just want to make sure that uh, that's what we're we're going with uh, here. But seriously, guys, get amongst it. Thursday, home favorite. Yeah. No, home Sorry, favorite. Sorry, it is. The home, the home team. The is, Giants are 2-0-1 you know. and one as a road favorite. Uh, so that's uh, there, there you go. go. So anyway, I'm leaning the Eagles plus 2.5, and, a half and uh, you're saying, so if Lane Johnson's out, you're taking the Giants minus 2.5. That is correct. That is All right, correct. and that's the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, on Friday before Christmas to uh, to recap Thursday Night Football and preview Week 16, and then I'm, I'm away for a while, so I'm not sure what we're going to do for that. I'm away yeah. for a while. Yes. I'm... I've got money. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to relax and stuff. I'm oh, what are, you doing, uh, what, what are you doing over this time, Woot? Are you working? Are you slaving away, working for the man? Yes. Yes, yes I are. am. Why? I am, Thanks for bringing it up. But bear that in I'm not just uh, traveling around the world or anything. I, I'm also working on Christmas Day for for 11 hours. So uh, at least, you know, give me some credit here. I'm going to Vanuatu for five days. Kill me. Actually, don't do that. Um, but uh, we'll hey, see. If what... I don't, the heat will. Yes, it will. Uh, so the the hours and podcast of the show will be a little bit different, kind of like last year over the Christmas break. But uh We'll, uh, we'll fill you in on Friday. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. Follow me at Woot, etc. I nearly forgot. I was going to say yeah. something about Lane Johnson. Totally forgot. Anyway, yeah. go. There we go. You can follow Lane Johnson on Twitter as well. Um, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Woot and Y. You can give us a like on Facebook, The Woot and Y Show, and listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, and Radio Hub. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. All right.